Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Steve Bazogany, founder of the Appreciation Advocate. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me here. No, I'm, I'm stoked to have you. So obviously no one can see Steve right now because this is audio only, but Steve is wearing a three-piece suit and is looking dapper. And I <laughs> might've spoiled the mood as I started to accidentally strip in front of him just now. I was taking off my shirt and he's like, whoa! <laughs> Slow down there, Steve. <laughs> no, that actually, I don't remember who it was or what, it was on one of these like podcasts or meetings or something. It was some Zoom call. Yes. They were talking about like outfits I told you like the Janet Jackson halftime show, like to to break the. Oh yeah, yeah. You almost pulled one of those just <laughs> just about. No, I had thought I'd spare you there, but no, I pulled it out and I was like, oh my gosh! But it was, it was, I read the room correctly and it went over just fine. It was, it was fun. So yeah, you, you nailed know. it. Yeah, I tried to recreate my win. Right, stuck the landing. <laughs> but no, so I'm curious though, what is appreciation advocate? Uh, so that's a company I started where we basically use gift giving to get more referrals for small businesses. And that is the most basic way I could put it nice and simple. Um, so yeah, anytime people uh, don't want to take care of their past business, past customers or don't have time to, it's not that they don't want to, because obviously I would think everybody who has a past <laughs> customer wants to take care of them. People who don't have time to, uh, you call me for that and we do it for you. So, I mean... My like inner child is going, my gift giving business is genius. Like, were you just mm. the Christmas kid? Like, that was your favorite time. And you're like, yeah, hey, I can just give gifts I do love time. Christmas. Or like, how did, how did the appreciation advocate and gift giving as a business come about? Ah, so it's actually kind of a funny story. So um, I'm more of an introvert, to be completely honest with you. So uh, I, when I like when in real estate, where I started my career as an entrepreneur slash small business owner in, I basically... Uh, uh, I, I had a really, really hard time. Like, all right, let's put it this way. It burns my soul to make cold calls. Like it absolutely de deteriorates my insides. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I know. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. And like, you know, every time you call people, it's like, uh, like you call them, Hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? And it's like, so by the way, do you want to, do you have anyone that looks looking to buy a house or maybe someone who's looking to move, maybe sell? It's like, then all of a sudden it kind of kills the mood of the phone call. And it's like, Oh, um, you were just calling because you wanted more business. You didn't actually care about me. And that's like, I never wanted to make that phone call. And I, I never could transition a regular sales call into that. So what I started doing is I started sending potential clients and past clients gifts in the mail. And I started following those gifts with a phone call and just saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know, yeah, obviously I, I appreciate you a ton. I love that you've given me the opportunity to be your realtor over the, over the, the past whatever, how many years it was. Uh, when I was doing that, but basically, um, I just wanted to make sure that you got the gift in the mail that I sent him. And that was an easier phone call. And the introvert in me loved that because I didn't have to be salesy. And then they were like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. It's so nice. Oh, like, I love this. And the gifts were always like good gifts. They're nice gifts. They're not like, you know, I wasn't sending them like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> so like, not like the dollar tree. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, I, yeah, I hit up the McDonald's for all of their happy meal toys and there's <laughs> so. So like I wasn't sending that kind of stuff. I was sending like really nice, like good stuff. Um, and they were like, oh, that was so unexpected. It was really nice. It was such like I brightened up my whole day, brightened up my whole week. Or, or you know, I've had people say like, oh, I've had such a crappy day to see this and get the personal note with it. It was so nice. Thank you for doing that, Steve. This is like such a nice thing. 
Um, so, and then obviously I'm in small, I'm a small business owner. And for every, every time a small business owner calls someone they know, inevitably you will eventually get the question, uh, how's business, how's business going? How's things? Mm -hmm. And, or for me, for me as a real former real estate agent, it was like, how's the market? You know, a financial advisor probably get a similar question. What's the market? Like, what's the market? How's things doing? Now you have an organic opportunity to talk about stuff that is related to your career without being a complete salesy douche to be to say for lack of a better way to put it so, so uh that that's basically uh what i would do because it was just easier to do that and then obviously it was more fun because you get to call people and have good conversations whereas like you're not like trying to navigate when to pitch them on on when to ask for a referral it's more like you know, you're just saying, Hey, thanks, whatever. This is the nicest thing ever. You're so great. They love you. Uh, they ask you about your job. Then you start talking about it. And then a lot of times they're just like, Oh my God, you won't believe it. I just saw my friend. She's thinking about, she told me she was thinking about moving. I'm like, Oh, great. You're like, cool. Cause let's, did you send me your number? I'll take care of her. Obviously the same way I take care of you. And she was like, Oh my, yeah, definitely. I'll pass your number around. So that was a great way for referrals. And then what I found out that it when uh, around the real estate office, a lot of people were like, Steve, you're like the referral guy. Like how do I do that? So I told them what I was doing and they were like, yeah, I don't have time for that. Wrapping gifts, shipping things, making phone calls. Like I don't have all that time. And so basically I, after hearing that so many times, I was just like, there's a market there. <laughs> there is a market there. So I got, that's where I built the appreciation advocate. I said, look, you don't have time to do it. I'll do it for you. And that was basically it. So now people, only thing they have to do really is just kind of call <laughs> and say, Hey, did you get the gift? And that's if they don't. And that's if the client doesn't call you first. The client's probably going to say, oh my God, you, I can't believe you sent this. I just got this thing in the mail. So that's basically kind of how it all started, being being an introvert, trying to figure out a way to avoid the sleazy sales call. <laughs> so was that like your own brainwave or did you hear someone else that like they were giving gifts like, hey, that's like the ticket? How did, did uh -huh. you come up with that? How did that come about? Yeah. So I have a mentor of mine uh, named John Ruin, who is a specialist at giving gifts as well. And what he did is he does it. Uh, at a higher level, probably like at a higher price point. And, and I guess his, like he has, let's put it this way. His clientele are not, his clientele are like pro football teams and things like that. So like he did it at that level. And I, I think what he does is awesome. And so basically I was like, well, I can, I can totally apply that to my real estate business. So let me do that. And then uh, I just had to change a few things, obviously, because you know, as a small business owner, I didn't have the budget of, of spending, you know, $500 per client, because that was a fortune. Um, and I had a database at the time of 250 past clients. I'm like, that's massive budgets. I don't have that yeah. kind of money. So uh, that's basically how I got started with it. It was just kind of, I just hear John rule and apply it to his clients. And I was like, you know, I can do that as a small business owner. I just got to modify a few things. And then now I just Modify it for everybody. <laughs> That's cool. So do you have yeah. a, like a web store? How do people interact yeah. with you and your brand? Yeah. yeah. You just go to appreciationadvocate.com and then you can just kind of, so we have a couple of different fun things. Like, like some people, like they don't want me to do the actual gift wrapping and things for it. They would like to keep that part of it in their control and that's fine. And they don't want to outsource it. What they just do is they look for, they call me for like a plan. Instead, they'll call me for, they say, hey, Steve, can you build a referral marketing plan for me? Um, and I built them on the plan and then they, then they go execute the plan. Other people are like, no, I don't got any time for that. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, build me a plan and yeah, fill it, fulfill it for me too. <laughs> so it depends on what they want to do. But, you know, we got all kinds of different packages that go from, you know, as little as 10 gifts a quarter to as much as 100 gifts a quarter. Uh, and then we also have custom gifts to custom plans for people who are trying to do like, you know, 100 plus per quarter. Like that's totally fun. That's a different realm, but we have those. We have the capacity to do it. Interesting. So do you have kind of like a set stock or people are just like, Hey, like these are the kind of things I'm looking for. Like, how do you source we, your products we, and that kind of stuff? We have ideas like, well, like we have, we don't have like a set stock because everybody wants to do something different. So like, we don't actually like have like a store where you buy gifts from. Cause like some, some, like some gifts, I would say some people have uh like I was saying, people have different plans for their database, like a financial advisor might want to do something different than a dentist versus a lawyer versus a realtor versus an accountant. Um, so what people do is like, we have like kind of a, a list of ideas that are good to go with. And then they can pick from those ideas or they could come up with something entirely different on their own. Like sometimes people just call in and they're like, I want to do uh, something completely different, customized trophy of some kind. So like we have to, sometimes we just have to go out and find a new vendor that will do it for us. So it's like, uh, every, that's why we don't charge for the, the, the gifts. That's why the gifts, you know, that, that the client always buys the gifts, you know, they only pay for our labor and our consulting. Um, so, well, oh, maybe it's just the consulting if they don't opt in for us to fulfill it for them. But that's why we, uh, we, we can't charge for the gifts because it's literally impossible. <laughs> like it's not possible it's because everybody wants to do something so different. There's no one size fits all price that we could charge without i mean i guess there is i just have to it would have to be like a bajillion dollars per gift to make sure that i don't lose money on on it but like that's why i don't do that nice well so i mean i'm enthralled by the idea of trophy like world's okayest dad or something and just like send it to myself <laughs> and put it on the desk but how do you okay. I, I think it's hilarious yeah, but it's uh, funny. How do you source these then? Like these vendors and stuff. Do you have like manufacturing plants that you work with or like where uh, not you... like plants? Like we actually like vendors, like um, like you can we have some people who are like straight off of Etsy, like they make their own custom shelves or paintings or um you know, personalized wood craft, any kind of like the, anything like that. We have people who do uh waterlog paintings, we have uh not waterlog, watercolor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be really just dump the paint on. Uh, watercolor paintings. Um, we have uh, uh, like anything, like literally anything. Like you can get it on the internet. So uh, it's it's not always like we have some go to people because there are some gifts that kind of overlap. Like even like Cutco or something like that. Like we can go to Cutco and you know touch base with them and say, hey, look, we got a set of uh, these people want to send a set of steak knives to their clients and have them custom engraved. And Cutco's like, yep, no problem. So like, you know, we have that kind of stuff, but we don't have like a, <laughs> I haven't said a single knife. You left this in my back. Jerk. <laughs> but it was engraved with your name on it. Right. <laughs> Got to know where it came from. It's... Yes. <laughs> nice they... box. They open it up. It's like the, uh, you've yeah. seen those like bag of dicks or whatever you can send them. It's like, that's a gag gift that we've done that we, we actually, I, I haven't, sorry, not, not that we've done. I've heard of, uh, on another <laughs> podcast, uh, that was the, I think it was the Bradley podcast, uh, Bradley. And he was talking, um, he was saying that a good gag gift, um, would be to actually send somebody a, 
uh, a dildo with their name, phone number, and personal mailing address on it. Because if you do that, then they would never be able to throw it away because <laughs> you have to keep it. You can't throw it away. It's got their phone number and their address on it. And I'm like, that's effing brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. That brings me immense joy in the darkest regions of my soul. That's <laughs> yeah, well, just check your mailbox, man. As soon as I'm done this podcast, <laughs> you know it's going. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Your kids are going to be like, Daddy, what the hell is this? <laughs> You'll never know. It's a banana. <laughs> yes. So fun uh, stuff. That went too dark. <laughs> no, that's fine. So I come from a family that is like extremely dark humored. So like there's literally like nothing you could say that would ever offend me. Nothing that you could say that uh is that would piss me off in any way so like go ahead <laughs> go as dark as you want it's never gonna piss me off uh, it's i mean dark humor is definitely one of those things that as a first responder i've also what i'm looking for raised it well that's not the thickened the, the skin yeah cultivated if you will nice yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's, yeah, i get my, it my wife doesn't appreciate it but it's you know nothing there's no such thing as too soon for me Oh wow! Okay. Be like, here's the dead oh. joke, and she's like, "No." Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> not appropriate. Right. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> that's how I deal with stress. Okay, so you're you're just you're you're going super dark. <laughs> Full ham when it comes to the dark humor. It's... Nice, nice, very fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's cool though. So I mean, you you can essentially source anything, right? People are asking like, "Hey, I just kind of what I'm looking for for this." How do you? decide your labor rate is it like how long does it take you to like find the type of product or what is how do you you know break that out yeah we basically do what um it's basically like the cost of the material like the wrapping and uh this the the packaging and you know the boxes and then obviously the labor to get it done so we can either whether uh well it's not whether it's when we pay for uh someone to our gift wrappers it's like we got to pay them hourly and they get done they're usually at a rate, depending on how good they are, how fast they are, it's 10 to 15 gifts per hour. So, you know, that's basically how we calculate it all out. And then after that, that's when you get to your uh, your total costs per plan. And then you have to make money to count for taxes and all the other fun stuff. And Sure. Obviously, not not try to rob anybody either at the same time. So, do you, you don't charge them for like the sourcing portion of it? So, I'm like, hey, I'm no, that's part like of the super obscure trophy nope. thing. Nope, that's fine. No, that's all part of the plan. That's like that you get. That's what you're paying for. Like that's we're trying to take that off of off of people's plate because like some of our campaigns can take up to like 170 hours to execute, which in terms of working hours of per month, it's about the equivalent of one month's. Like, so like if you were going to pay an assistant to do it for you, you'd essentially lose one month of their working year right. to do it. And so it's like, no, why don't you just pay me and I'll do it. And you can keep your assistant doing work for you that is more involved with money-making activities versus like, you know, losing him or her for, you know, an extended period month, of time. A month. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're paying because, oh, like, because a lot of people think that they think they're like, Oh, well, I got an assistant to do this in house for me. That's great. I'm like, oh, and you know what? That is great. Your time is worth a lot. So that's so good that you keep it. And then your assistant's time is worth, let's put it this way. A lot of people misvalue the 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 actual dollar value of their assistant because yes, you may be paying them 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 dollars an hour, whatever you're paying them. Hmm. 
that is not the actual value of their time because you have to calculate what's your time worth, what's their time worth in terms of dollars, and then what is their time worth to you? So if your time is worth $1,300 and their dime, and you're paying them $20 an hour, well, that means their time is worth to you $1,280 because you're paying them $20 an hour to save you $1,300. So it's actually a $1,280 savings. That's what it's actually worth to you. So like, you really want to put that $20 an hour on that assistant to, to go wrap gifts for a month? That's, I mean, a, a brilliant argument. And I mean, succinct. Cool. Well, thanks. I'm- <laughs> no, I mean, from the, like, the logical analytical perspective, it's like, like that makes total sense. Yeah. I never would have thought of, it's like, yeah, of course, like this isn't gonna do that because I don't want to do that. But yeah, I mean, the other way of saying it in like business terms is opportunity cost. Yeah, if there's that, do you yeah, have an opportunity? Yeah, because like if in real estate, like a real an assistant is supposed to basically process transactions. They were supposed to um, keep the CRM organized, pro- like deal with paperwork. Um, all of this stuff that saves you, that bogs down, down a typical real estate agent. And that's what the assistant does. So a typical, you know, a really high producing real estate agent could have an hourly rate, an hourly time value of like five, $6,000 an hour. So like that, that assistant is worth way more than the 20 to $30 an hour they might be getting paid. Like they could be worth, they could be worth like four or $5,000 per hour by themselves. They're just not getting paid that. Yeah, because they're taking on that workload that would have to be shouldered by that person who... Correct. Out, right? Yes, correct. So you got to get it done. You got to got to make sure you... So like it's, we're essentially, I guess you could say, is we are we are almost an assistance assistant, kind of, kind of. Like an assistant could hire us and be like, oh, let's just go do that. So we've had that. No, it makes total sense. So who do you normally work with then? So you said kind of small businesses, but is it more like the upper tier management's like, hey, I want gifts for my employees? Or is it more of that like relationship building of like, hey, thanks for my services. You know, I wanted to keep you top of mind, like keep myself top of mind. And you know, yeah, kind of, like, where, where do you kind of fill that niche? Yeah, so we actually have like three ideal, um, what are they, client avatars. So we would say we have uh, mom and pop, average Joe and the solopreneur. Those are our three ideal clients. Uh, those are the main three people. So like basically the people who don't have the, the time to, or the, the wherewithal to, to execute large scale plans and appreciation. Uh, because like most of these gifting companies, they have the ability to, um, charge 10, 15, 20, $25,000 just for the consulting fee. Like that's just, that's like, you haven't even bought a gift yet. Uh, like just to talk to them is $25,000. So it's like mom and pop don't show up for that. I mean, $25,000 in some cases is as much as their entire income, like, or not their entire, their entire, a quarter, a quarter of their entire income. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they're not showing up for that conversation. And you essentially removed the mom and pop and the average shows from the gifting realm. And it's like, almost think it's like almost, almost exclusively a corporate thing now, which that's the whole purpose of why I started this is like, I need to unlock that for mom and pop and average Joe because if they get a hold of this capacity, they can do it way better than the corporate environment does. And so like they can do it. Now we can do it for employees too. Like like we have like where you have a situation where 
they don't want to, maybe they have a, a like an online business and most of their customers are pretty faceless where it's just kind of like everybody pays $15 for us, whatever product they're selling. And it's just kind of like a transaction online. You never see the client, never meet the client, never talk to the client, but you do have a staff of about seven or eight people and you want to appreciate on them that we can do. It's like, we, you know, we obviously want to appreciate the talent that keeps you in business. So we can do that too. So like, it's a, it's a, it's appreciation for clients or employees. Nice. Makes total yeah. sense. Yes. Good time. So how long have you been doing the appreciation advocate then? Is that... so we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a startup, I would say. Uh, so we started in 2022. So like 2023, we're going to be operating our, I guess 2023 is our first full calendar year here. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. So we do have some pretty big goals, try to break that seven figure mark this year, which would be fun. And uh, that's a, that's one of the financial goals. And then obviously uh, to be able to hit 150, I think it is 150 clients. I think it is, is the goal. Nice. And that's kind of like clients on retainer, right? They do like monthly or quarterly type of. Yeah. We only do quarterly. Yeah. We only do quarterly, but like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the goal just to get to like 150 paying at some kind of quarterly, whether it's one quarter a year, um, two quarters a year, three or four. Or every quarter, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That we uh, we have a few of those, but we need more. We need more. That's awesome. And then, so within that, so you buy quarterly, and then it's based on how many gifts that you're purchasing. Yeah. So, like, if you were buying a ten gift package, that would be we would do ten gifts per quarter for you. So basically, forty gifts for the year. That would take care. Now you can use the same ten people every quarter, or you can rotate it. Or however, you know, maybe you want to do 10 clients one one quarter, do another 10 clients another quarter or whatever. Um, and, and if you're doing the heavier hitting packages where you're doing 50 clients uh, a month, or sorry, per quarter, or that's basically 200 a year, or 100 clients a quarter, that's uh, another, you know, 400 clients a year or more. So, so time-wise, so say I'm like, hey, this sounds awesome, I want to sign up for that what's my time investment with this, right? So every quarter Probably. I need to give you question. ideas or can I just be like, hey man, I just, I got these 10 people I want gifts sent out to every quarter and 10 gifts, surprise me. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what happens with every package. Uh, you do get a 12 month gifting plan. So we basically come up with everything for you that'll last you a whole year. Uh, the only thing you would have to do is you probably got to spend about 30 minutes to an hour uh, to fill out like your client profile sheet to kind of tell us like who your clients are, like what, who are these people? What are they like? What, like give us the, 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 the scoop on who, what these people do, how they are, like all of the, as much information, like their pets names, all the stuff, tell us all, all about them. Um, and then we'll, we'll basically what we'll do is we'll create a plan around that. It will last that plan. You can use the next 12 months. You can use all four quarters if you want you can use three of the four quarters you can use two of the four quarters um but uh yeah that after that it's you don't have to come up with it you just basically have to say like you know yeah steve go for quarters two and four and let's do those and you know we'll tell you when do you want them delivered do you want them in do you want them to actually deliver it in q2 and q4 or do you actually want them you know when do you want these to and then you know obviously we go through all the details and finalize when we when they want the enhanced date to be and then we go and for people who don't know a whole lot about maybe their customer base or could their clients right is it just like the surprise me option like do i have to have a lot of info or does it not matter 
Not necessarily. No. So like we can come up with a completely like totally cold plan. Um, we would need like just for customization purposes, we would, would like to know their names, uh, like who they are. And if you obviously we need their address so we can send it to them, <laughs> like we can't really do much without a place to send it. Uh, so like, but we can start, like we could do like custom engravings with like names and things like that. Like, uh, that, that stuff we can do. Uh, it's just, it's going to be, it's probably not, it's going to be a little bit less of a personalized touch to it, but just because you don't know anything about the people that you're sending the gifts to, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we could, well, I mean, we could totally do that kind of stuff. We could do, um, I have a few people who I'm talking to actually right now who are considering doing, um, a larger scale of kind of a more faceless audience. So yeah, you have that. Would you say that from the real, real estate agent niche is kind of that faceless audience, or do you feel like you got really dialed in with each specific client? Yeah, and definitely the latter. Yeah. Real estate is not faceless in any way. Like every real estate is very up close in person. You know, everything about the people that you're working with, you know, their cat, their cat's names, their dog's names, their kids' names, their kids' birthdays, their names, their birthdays, their anniversaries. Like obviously, you know, where their address is because you sell them the house. Like, you know, you know, their people, you know, their family, you know, their when a parent or, or, you know, when parents get divorced, you know, when the parent, like grandparents die, you know, everything, like everything, like, you know, all of it. So it's very up close in person. So for real estate agents, I imagine like, I'm not, not a financial advisor. I've never been one. Uh, I imagine financial advisors are probably not as close as maybe like a real estate agent might be, but I imagine financial advisors get pretty close to people, dentists and, um, you know, lawyers, accountants, like they pretty get, get pretty, they get close to people. So like the base those service-based industries, they do really, really well with this kind of stuff. Almost total sense. Yes. Oh, man, yep. I had a, I had a question and it just left me. I was like, are you still practicing real estate? Uh, yeah, I do on occasion. I, what I, I won't do though, like I won't go crazy and like, I don't pay for like advertising anymore. Like I don't pay for outreach and stuff like that. But like, if like, I have a past client and says who I've sold a home to in the past and they call me up and they, Hey Steve, uh, my friend wants to do this, you know, wants to buy a house or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay. Of course. You're like, you're in the club already. You're like, I'm no problem. I'll help your friend. Um, or a past client calls me up and said, Hey Steve, we're moving to California. Uh, uh, I, we need to sell our house. I'm like, okay, no problem. Like that's all fine. Like I'll still do that for sure. Um, but I'm not going to like, I'm not like actively going out of my way to like prospect and go do this kind of stuff. Like, you know, pay for advertising and whatnot. Sure. Did you do the three piece suit Sorry, when you were in real estate or is that yes, new that, for, yes. oh, okay. No, that's just, so, that's, the Steve, that's the Steve Zogany brand. Like <laughs> a real estate appreciation advocate, it doesn't matter. That's the brand. It's always been the brand. Actually, you know what? It's a funny story about how that started is I actually showed up in my first, my real estate office um, when I was 20, 20 years old, 21, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like my first year in real estate as an agent. And I walked in and I had sweatpants on and I had like, like a long sleeve, like t-shirt kind of thing. It was a really ugly looking thing. And I showed up to, <laughs> to, to the, to the office in, in that. And my mentor at the night, at the time, and he was like this. I don't know, probably like 55, 60 year old Jewish guy. And I'm full Italian. So obviously Jews and Italians are like, you know, cut from the same cloth. They're like the same people. So like you're very in your face and tell you how it is. <laughs> so like he Stop just, the hands. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he grabs me, uh, 
literally by this ugly ass shirt I'm wearing. And he like puts me in the corner of this hallway and he's like, don't ever come in here looking like that again. He said, you want to be the best in the city, then you better start dressing like the best. And I was like, okay, all right, fair. I won't ever show up looking like this again. He's like, I'm serious. You look like, he's like, you look like absolute shit, Steve. I was like, okay, all right, I'm fine. All right, I get it. I'm all, like, <laughs> he could not have drilled it more into me. And like, so he, he told me all that. And it was just, uh, it was really, um, I never showed up like that, looking like that ever again. So I was just like, so I showed up the next day in a three-piece suit. He goes, that's much better. He said, don't ever, don't ever lose that. He said, you're the best dressed in the office now and make sure it stays that way. So I, that was a really nice thing for me. Because when you're 20 and 21 years old and you start sh showing houses to people who are buying them for six, seven, eight, a million dollars, it's like you're a kid and they're selling, they're buying large, they're spending large amounts of money and you can't be looking like a kid. You can't be acting like a kid, like dressed like a pro. So like that was my whole thing. A lot of times, I mean, at one time I was at a settlement table and a woman told me, um, they were talking about some TV show. Now I'm born in 91. So like, I'm not like, I don't know anything about the eighties. <laughs> so like they're talking about the, some show of in the eighties. And I don't even remember what they were talking about. And like, they're and they look over at me and they're like, Oh, Steve, you remember that show? Wasn't that fun? I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I, I say, I'll be honest with you guys. I have no idea what the hell that you're shocked. About. I don't know the show. They're like, what are you kidding me? Everybody knows that show. Like, how do you not know they're like how old are you i'm like uh i'm 20 <laughs> and they were like and like the wife leans over to the husband and she's just like oh my god honey we just bought our house i'm a child <laughs> and i was like ah <laughs> they were like no we thought you were like 27 or 28 years old i was like well that's i hope that's because i was acting more mature not because i looked that way. <laughs> looked that way <laughs> but yeah i mean so it's pretty funny <clears throat> spot on though and i there's a couple things i really like about that story is i think the inherent youth bias that you have to overcome when you look young in business yeah like, yeah i look and like you I'm gotta the part. <laughs> i actually thought you were i went yeah i saw you when you first came on the camera i was like damn dude, this guy is this guy calling me from a college dorm room or what like what yeah. is it <laughs> uh, they were fun days but no, no. But then that's awesome. Like, the, like, it's nice, not, nice to have the baby face though. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes and no, right? I'm like, hey, uh, sure. you need to spend like, you know, thousands of dollars in every month for the service. And people are like, are you sure you? you're not in college? And I'm like, yes, I have small do children. Get, <laughs> do you get carded when you go to the liquor store? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Well, jealous of you. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't grow a beard to save my life, right? Like, I, any of the things you'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, you go to a college campus, you're like, some of these guys can either be 18 or 40, oh, right? Wow. Like you look around, I'm the kid who always looks like he's, you know, 15. Like, just, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, but, that's awesome. <laughs> it's I, a great problem to have. Yeah, eventually it'll catch up to me. I'll be like, hey, this is awesome. But I mean, still, even now, like mid 30s, I'm like, hey, I know I look like I'm 20 and, you know, <laughs> I can barely drive. No, I assure I'm, you, you're in good hands. I've been around the block for at least a couple times. But no, I, I have kids. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I graduated college and then I went and I worked at a um a, a church on the super wealthy little island. Cool. And there's a, a high school there. And so every Friday we would go down there. I was part of like hired as a youth group intern. And we'd go down on Fridays when we'd hang out with the kids. 
And every yeah. time people are like, Hey, are you a junior or a senior? I'm like, I have, I'm calling it dad. I have a call. That's great. <laughs> I'm not dad. I'm dad actually. <laughs> At the end of the year, I'm in their yearbook in an auditorium picture. And you can't like, I look just like all the other. <laughs> That's awesome. You fit yeah. right in. I fit right in. Oh yeah. One of the students kind of like, Stephen, check it out. You're in the yearbook. I's like, nah, like, yeah. That's enough, hilarious. It's, yeah. It was, I should have gotten a photo of it because I, I chuckle about it all the time, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Right. Like there's people that are spending buku bucks with you and you have to look professional. Yeah, I, I got one time I didn't get it. I did not get a listing because I was too young. She literally like patted me on the head and she said, honey, look, you'd really know your stuff, but I just can't have your face on the listing. I was like, what? I said, what do you mean? She's like, you've come in here and you've given a better presentation than anyone else who, who has come in here. And I've had some of the top realtors in the city come in. I just can't have your face on the listing because uh, you're just too young and it would look bad. And I'm like, is that? That's got to be ageism. That has to be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I said, that has to be ageism. <laughs> got to be. But I was just like, all right, whatever. Respect it. See ya. Bye. Did you kind of be like, you don't have to have a photo? Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I thought about it. You know, it's, it's one of those situations where like you leave an argument and you think of all the best ways to answer it uh, after you've already left. <laughs> the, the snappy comeback turtle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar it's, with that. It's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like all the things I could have said or should have said all come to me after I've left. That's that's a superpower. I've known a couple of people that they could just, whatever you said, like you could say something and they would have an immediate comeback, not scripted, like just off the top of their head, just incredibly fast. And I was just super jealous. Bill Burr is like that. Bill Burr can literally roast people on a whim. And I just super jealous of that talent of his. He's also incredibly offensive to a lot of people. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate his humor. I think he's funny. Yeah, it's that that is a real life superpower in my eyes. It is. I, yeah, that that's a great. I think it's hilarious. I think just be able to, to just someone take a shot at you and you can just turn them around and light them up the, <laughs> like on a whim. It's awesome. <laughs> the other superpower that goes hand in hand, there's a guy at my fire station who was like this. He would insult people on a call and then turn around and thank him. He'd be like, how the hell? He'd be like, you do that? Like, oh yeah, this is what happened. Like, that's really dumb. I can't believe you do that. Like, yeah, you're totally right. Thank you. I'll do better next time. <laughs> wow, that's a gift. What? That's that, that's even better. If you, That's even better than being just able to roast an, someone. Just incredible. Like, He'd just be like, wow, you're you're an idiot. And be like, yeah, you're really right. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> That's a fantastic gift to be able to, to roast someone and then have <laughs> them thank you for it. That is next level insults right there. Just the most amazing, like again, superpowers, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And it's artwork. Always, <laughs> always an awe. Like verbal artwork is what that is. It really is. I've <laughs> magnificent something work. I aspire to. Right. I'm I'm fully Actually, in the snappy comeback turtle camp of I'll get back to you next week with what I should have said and it'll be roasting and stone cold all at the same time. But hashtag goals. Yeah. Unfortunate. But yes, I know. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I'll have to tide myself over with dad jokes and frustrating my small children. You know, it's, it's embarrassment. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fully in full embarrassment mode. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Steve. So people listen like this is legit. Like I've found something that makes total sense for my business or just random gift giving, or, you know, I want to find some weird offensive thing and send to my homies. Where can they find you? 
uh, you could just go to my website, appreciationadvocate.com, or you could just send me an email. Like I do actually check my email. It's not just some empty email that gets nothing. I, I check it multiple times a day. So uh, Steve at appreciationadvocate.com. And we can just uh, we can go from there and talk about what you're trying to do. And we'll go from there. That's awesome. And before we wrap this up, is there anything that you wished I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit or anything of the sort? No, I think you nailed it all. Uh, I think uh, I, I do like to leave a piece of like one of my favorite quotes that I do uh, like to leave with people is that uh, the best one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was um, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. That's just a cool quote. I think that's that's cool. Choice by default, if you will. Yes, it's a good way to put it too. Talk monologue with you for hours about that. So this, right? <laughs> yes. like, ah, you, you got me going now. That's it. That was one of my buttons, right? Intention. Yeah, we'll have to have a part two. So we can cut. We can, <laughs> we can, we've already talked about the gifting. We can talk about personal growth and development another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I have to say it. I can't, I can't not. You, you push my button. Shoot it. Let's see. Nature abhors a vacuum, right? And if you don't make the choice yourself, something will make that choice for you. Yes, right. Amen. by default. So being intentional, whether it's giving a gift or something else, right? Like, and this is why I've asked, I was like, do I just, you know, do I have to have an investment in this? Can I tell you to like go hog wild and just choose it for me? People don't understand. And I use people in like the general term, not like you people sure. or these people are, but like, yeah, I yeah. feel like the general populace doesn't get that intentionality is more than just like getting a gift for your boyfriend or girlfriend or like doing something special once in a while. It's the way that you do something significantly impacts the outcome of that thing, regardless of what you're doing. Yes, that's exactly and, right. That, that, what I like your comment about nature out of pores of a vacuum. Like nature does not believe in vacuums at all. It will fill the need where there are no gaps in nature. <laughs> yeah, and even if you are going through the right motions, you're like, hey, I'm taking care of this thing. If you're not intentional in the way that you do it, you still find yourself at the mercy of circumstance. Yeah, and who wants to be the victim there? You know what I mean? Right. You gotta Not that that's charge. necessarily bad, but that you lose control of your outcome to a certain extent, right? Oh, if you're oh, like, hey, I'm yeah. going to, you know, I have a 100% certainty of doing this if I am intentional about it, but if I'm not intentional about it and I take the right steps and actions, but I just kind of let things happen, maybe you have an 80% success rate. And for some people, that's good enough, right? But there, again, that vacuum thing, right? If you leave things to chance or if it's circumstance you're not intentional with the way that you choose and do things you open yourself up to outside possibilities influencing the outcome so that's and that's, and that's, that's my you, you got me going that's now nah, we'll talk about it another time we do a uh we'll do a um like a personal growth and development we'll both come with uh what do you got like three of our most influential quotes and we can both talk about them and make an episode out of it i love it awesome well steve thank you so much for being on subject change yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. It's been great to be here. Yeah, and everyone else, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.